Welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook, be sure to follow. And if you're listening on a platform like iTunes, hello out there. If you want to leave us a five-star review because you think we deserve it, that would be amazing. We've been putting out content now professionally for almost four years. Our podcast anniversary, our three-year anniversary is coming up later this month. And we are just having an absolute blast, and we can't thank you enough for showing up every week. And uh, for those of you who saw on Instagram, we are officially moving the time uh, for the Friday Enlisted Show. Instead of 3 p.m. Eastern, we're now moving it to 6 p.m. Eastern, which is going to give us more time for days like today that we're filming the day of for us to actually get it out on time and not be late. So I would say 9 out of 10 times it will be out at 6 p.m. Eastern, so you can set an alarm or, or subscribe or hit that notification bell, and you'll be notified. So we want to thank you for that, and uh, we're excited for our evening Friday and Alyssa show release. And today we're doing a special Q&A portion, so I think we're going to do that at uh, maybe the middle or end, sure. and we'll answer some questions that we took from Instagram, because we haven't done one in a while since we were eating like hot wings. No way, that was the In the old Q&A. place, we haven't done like a Q&A on the podcast, so I'm excited to get that going, New and I want Florida to do more in the future. <laughs> a Florida Q&A. Yeah. yeah, it's our first one here. Um, but first, I want to talk um, to everyone about our sponsor, Lennox. Lennox has been America's leading tableware, giftware, and home entertaining brand for over 130 years, or Ooh. some would even say 13 decades. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's all that 500 rummy we've been playing. I'm, doing, <laughs> I'm thinking increments of fives and tens now. Um, inspired by heritage and designed for now, Lennox is happy to be part of your home and the moments that you create in it. Whether you're engaged, newlyweds, or just moved in together, which everyone's been moving lately, yes. uh, especially to uh, Florida and, and <laughs> people are building and everywhere actually when you talk to real estate yeah. agents, people are moving and grooving and tying the knot. <laughs> Um, but you need to build out your space and Lennox is there for you. Lennox is the iconic brand that you can always trust for your wedding registry and home from gorgeously designed dinnerware to long lasting flatware, which is super important and top notch barware that's been chosen as one of the best barware collections by brides on the knot. So if you want to get yourself some Lennox, head over to Lennox.com, L-E-N-O-X.com. And if you want 20% off, cause who wants to pay full price these days? You nice. don't. You get 20% off. You use Freddie Alyssa at checkout, and you'll receive 20% off your order. That is lennox.com, L-E-N-O-X.com. So thank you, Lennox. Um, those of you who want to get some flatware and dinnerware and, and, and barware, Lennox is the place to go. So we are just excited that Lennox is partnered with the podcast. And uh, it may you may think, did you just drink a pot of coffee? <laughs> you really are a little wired right now. Oh, I am wired. I'm just in a really good mood. I feel I have to match your energy. Why are you in such a good mood, my love? Well, this is how I live my entire life. You always have a bright energy. And I have to, you know, you'll catch me on days like this where I'm just naturally here. And this is how you feel all the time. But I'm working on myself because I actually started reading a book. (laughs) Reading a book. Listening to the audio book. The Untethered Soul or A Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. Let Let me just get the exact um the untethered soul by michael a singer i've been hearing so much about this book i believe it's like 10 or 11 years old and it just is what i need in my life right now and i really wanted to just digest and um and reorder uh the thoughts in my head Mm -hmm. I, i think that you know sometimes i like to feel like I'm in control and that I'm super positive and that I'm in control and like and I, I I focus on this and I have for many years but at the same time I can't ignore the fact that though we've had a lot of great times in our life we've just had a crazy 15 years and moving and readjusting so there's a lot of things that my mind is always cranking and I wanted to get a little more control over my thoughts I wanted to work on living more in the present mm-hmm. instead of always looking back at the past to make decisions today looking at it as like well I've learned this so I'm not going to make the mistake now and I got caught up in that. Sure. And then I'm thinking so much of the future because we have so many things going on that it's kind of hard to not think of the future when you're like, we have this coming, we're doing this, we're doing this, what would that all do? And I overthink things. So I go, how do I get refocused in the present? Yeah. And I figured this was the right time to read this book. I've listened to maybe five chapters and um, it's just really helping me understand my consciousness, my awareness. And, I, and without butchering the book because it's so beautifully done, I highly recommend it. I'm five chapters in and I'm, I'm naturally in a good mood today, but that also helped. Yeah. Um, 
of just understanding that, I guess the whole premise of the book is that, um, from what I understand so far, is we are, the, the biggest question is like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And they go through in this chapter where if you're like, I'm Alyssa Tabbitt, and then you like write your name down, and it's like, so you're these clumps of letters? And you're like, no, that's just your label. That's what people call you. Mm-hmm. Well, who is Alyssa? Well, I was born in Arizona, and I moved to Florida, and I was in theater, and I got good grades in school, and I moved out to LA, and I met this guy, Freddie, and then we dated, and now we're married, and now I live in Florida. It's like, that's not you. That's what you experienced in life. Like, who are you? Hmm. And you're the same person that was looking in the mirror at yourself when you were 10 years old. Like, you're, you, and who you are is not 5'7". That's just your height. You were hmm. still you when you were five foot and when you're five seven. That's just your height. But like you are, the, are you know. Yeah. So they go through this whole entire thing and explain it much better than I am. But essentially, you know, we are not our heartbreak. We are not our anger. We are just our consciousness that are aware of our body and we're experiencing life almost like a movie. Huh. So we're not, it's not like we're just watching it. We're observing it rather than feeling like my heart hurts or I'm depressed or I'm angry. It's like those are emotions that our body's feeling, but our consciousness is just aware of that. Huh. And then the last thing too, of just a little teaser for those of you who are interested in this kind of stuff, um, is that the, the voice in your head that's talking back and forth is also not you. Right. You're the one listening to it, but you're not the one talking. So those are just like, and they were saying like, take that voice that goes, when you get into bed and you're sitting there and you're like, you know, and you're just talking to yourself. You're like, oh, I didn't call Bill today. I should really call him. Oh, no, it's too late. I wonder if Bill's going to be mad at me. You know, I, I can't call now. It's 1130. I'll do it first thing in the morning. Like that voice yeah. is always giving you advice. And the, the, and the, the, the narrator or the author um, was not the same person, the book, but was basically saying that that voice in your head has never really been right about many things. All that chatter has never really given you the best advice. And if it was a real person that you were hiring as a life coach, you would fire them because they've never really been right. <laughs> that voice goes, oh, these people huh. aren't going to like you or that person's mad at you or you're never going to be good. And like all of, None of that ever really came to fruition. They're always wrong. So the book was just saying, like, take, take that voice out of your head and again, you're just observing it, but think of it as like a body and sitting next to you on the couch. Sure. So you're just like, don't try to change it. Just be aware that it's, it's just there and you're like, oh, this person does this all the time. Like yet again, I'm observing that. That's not who I am. Right. It's just talking. So throughout the day, even in the past couple of days, or even since yesterday, I just, every time that starts happening, I'm putting it outside my body and I'm like, it's not affecting me because it's not even me. It's really just so crazy when you really look at the grand scheme of things of why we're here, what we're doing, the greater purpose of just being on this planet. Mm-hmm. It's quite crazy. And it's really interesting too. I I don't know the exact statistic, but they were saying that I think it's like 30% of people hear that voice and the other percentage of people they see um, like just visuals. So like say I'm like, oh, I have to go and get bananas at the store. I'm thinking that. I hear that in my head. Some people just see bananas. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? So it's funny you're talking about like the voice that we hear. I wonder really what that looks like on paper, like the true numbers of that and why we do that. Like I hear it in my head. And and that's the whole, and it's, it's interesting, but it's, you know, it, it, this is a, someone who probably took years of creating the perfect way to explain this because it's very complex Yeah. and I don't want to like butcher it. Like the way that they, like when I first heard the first chapter, I go, uh Oh, I was like, I, I, I don't want to be aware of all this stuff, but then they're, mm-hmm. they're making you aware of it to then share how to like, let it go. And I literally in the first five chapters have like cried four times, really? like not sobbing, but have like teared up, you know, of, of like just how much it impacted me. Mm. And one of the, the other things that I just heard right now when I was outside playing basketball, listening to it was, um, what we ultimately want in life is to experience enthusiasm, joy, and love. Mm-hmm. That's like perfect. Yeah. If you can experience those, and it and it all comes from being inspired, yeah. because we all do that. And then and then and then uh, here I go again talking about it. But like, <laughs> there's an energy inside of you that is also uh, the chapter I'm on now. That's different from than the energy that you get from food, 
there's an actual mm -hmm. energy that happens inside of you. And, and he was breaking it down that, you know, anytime you've ever gotten broken up with and you're just home alone, you have no energy. You're drained, you're sad, your whole apartment's dirty, there's pizza boxes everywhere, and you just don't want to go out with your friends, and your energy's so low. Yeah. But then after three months, you get a call from that person that broke up with you, and they're like, I'm so sorry, I made a huge mistake, I love you, can we come over, can I come over and talk? And instantly you get shot with energy, you haven't slept, you've been a mess, now you're filled with energy, you're cleaning the house, you're showering, you're getting yourself together, you're all this, and you sit, and even though you're tired, you're not tired anymore. You're out till six in the morning watching the sunset talking because your heart is open and it's flooding your body with energy yeah. of love. Huh. And so he, w he was basically saying that there's events in our lives that close our heart off from receiving that energy that's always in us. Yeah. But we have chosen to block it based on past experiences. So if you go and like meet someone, if there's been bad experiences of you meeting strangers, you're gonna block it thinking it's gonna be like the past, where if you just yeah. had your heart open, like there's some people that you'll run into. Here's another good example. If you like smell something and it brings you back to like grandma's house, mm -hmm. if that time at grandma's house as a kid was a good experience, that smell opens your heart and makes you happy. If a lot of bad things happen during the family or things you didn't go yeah. well with that smell and that dinner, it's gonna close your heart off based on that experience. But in general, you have to work on making it a habit to always have your heart open and have that energy flowing through you. And it made me think of when we even talked to that one woman during that interview, yeah. when we were high on life about the marriage. And yeah. I think everyone who gets married goes through this. There's other huge life events that, and to use the, the whole like, you know, drinking example with it, because it kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. But when you're getting married, you're drinking for a few days. And normally, if it was just a normal weekend, you would feel so tired, hungover the next day, want to be in bed because you drank a lot. Yeah. But because you have this natural energy flowing through your body of like, I just got married. Holy cow, like we're husband and wife. This is our first morning. You're not even, you're not even hungover. Everything feels great. Everything is so high that you're like, this is kind of weird. Like we should be in like bed, like cuddled up watching a movie, not feeling so good. But you have this natural energy. Mm -hmm. So there's moments in life. There's people in life. There's all these different things that happen that allow us to access that energy. But it's in us. And we're subconsciously, without focusing on it, closing that energy flow to our heart instead of always keeping it open. So for me now too, I always bring positivity, but I feel sometimes I bring it on a intellectual level mm -hmm. rather than a deep down, like, yes, most of the time in this situation, it hasn't really went well, but why think of it that way when instead of just opening my heart and going into a situation with my heart open yeah. and just let that energy always flow. And there, there's, he's basically saying, if you practice keeping your heart open, you can have access to that energy that's inside of you through your heart all the well, time. I literally just read the other day that our hearts are the biggest magnetic field, which I truly believe that. And I'm just so proud of you for doing this and reading this or listening to this because it sounds corny, but don't you feel better when you listen to a chapter yes. each day? You feel good. Your mindset's different. You go into the day a little bit different than you probably would have before. Well, what's interesting is I also got caught up because for many years I was reading personal development mm -hmm. and listening and, and podcasting, listening to podcasts about personal development. And it slowly shifted almost without me knowing into business and technology and investment and finance. And I almost mistake, made a mistake of thinking that I'm still reading, listening, spending education, yeah. thinking it was personal development, but it was it's different education. Yeah. It's not work on myself. Yeah. It was work on understanding finances, investments, technology, current events, listening to these really interesting thoughts about the universe. Like I'm still spending all my time educating myself on fascinating things, yeah. but I almost put on the back burner those 10 pages a day for me to go, this is what you're feeling. This is why you have anxiety. Try looking at life this way. Don't hold on to the past. Like let things go, get rid of that blockage, like be yeah. conscious and aware. And to sum all this up, it's, it's what I'm focusing on is that it's like when you have a lucid dream, they were saying in the book too, you know, it's like, you're just aware it's happening or a movie. Sometimes you're so into a TV show or a movie that you forget that you're a human on a couch. And then someone says something and now you're aware 
that you're a human on a couch. Right. But your conscious and awareness was so focused for that second on that movie, all the other stuff around you didn't exist. So they get into like why meditation is important and how you have to just understand that your consciousness is just basically your awareness. Your awareness is you. You're aware of what's happening. If you close your eyes and you were put on a stage and you didn't know anything about it, you would not be aware that there's 200 people or a piano there. Gosh, that's You're only aware because you see it. Uh-huh. So it's just really connecting and digging deep to allow me to just kind of get out of my head because I'm such a overthinker. Uh-huh. And it's, it's served me well because I never, I'm always like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And it creates motivation. Just like good. I'm not a procrastinator. No. I'm a doer. I, I execute. Yep. But I also need to learn to live in the present and go, right now we're podcasting. Yes. I'm not editing right now. No. I'm not doing the other things we have to do. I am in right the moment there. enjoying the fact that this is happening. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to consciously make an effort and I've been trying, but I needed like a more in-depth like yeah. this kind of book to, to attach it to something for me to start putting in the work of understanding that. I've had people tell me too that this book is something that you can reread and go on different journeys throughout your time and in life and everything like that. So I really think it would be great too for me to read it on mm-hmm. my own and just have my own journey with it because it'd be kind of cool to talk about too. In yeah, general. together and and I also think with with reading in general, which you know, there's certain books you're going to read in business or personal development that doesn't make sense to you when you read it in 2000. 18 but in 2022 that Mm. chapter that you were kind of like i don't really kind of connect with it means the world to you because you didn't know what it was like to be stabbed in the back by a friend in 2018 but in 2022 you did and so now you're like oh wait a minute or you didn't have you weren't taken advantage of or you weren't depressed and you know so it's like no matter just you you don't know what chapter is going to affect you at different times in your life and i don't know what made me think of this book um i think meal told me about it one time too and the only thing i ever heard oh and on tiktok this girl was doing like these things where she would read it and i go that's kind of interesting um but yeah there's just things in life like when you drive down the highway you're you're passing cars and trees yeah and your body's experiencing that and then letting it go and that's how life should be yes you said honor and respect moments in your life give it the honor the, the honor and respect that they deserve if there's problems or whatever but at the same time get used to just like it's just a, just like a tree is passing you by. Yeah. You, you see it, it comes in and leaves. Mm-hmm. But then there's other things that we see and it sticks with us for four years or things yeah, in our weird. life that we just keep beating and he, you, know, you just let it go. I mean, there are things and times in my life too where if I'm up at 4 a.m. and I'm just going through the journey of my life and there was that one moment that I was embarrassed in like fourth grade and I'm sitting there still thinking about it. <laughs> Yeah. Like, isn't that crazy that there's like, you could go through all those moments and there are just ones that stand out because they really meant something to you at that time, but everyone else has moved on. So, and doesn't even remember. No one remembers. But also too, that's just your voices talking about it. Yeah, I know. It's that so that weird. didn't happen to you. That was your life experience that you just watched. That's so weird. Like that thing in fourth grade is just something that is like going on, just like a car trap passing. Yeah. It's just something. Yeah. You're aware that you're like, oh, I'm angry. I'm interested. That was another good one too. Of like, if you're feeling jealous, it's like, like who's feeling jealous and where, where, where are you feeling jealous at? Huh. So when you start just understanding, like, it's not you. Jealous, that jealous feeling is not you. That's just something. It's kind of like that Inside Out movie, I think, that Disney film. We should oh, rewatch yeah. that where like it was all inside a body, I think, and there was anger and there was... They're just components of you that if you stop attaching yourself that I am angry, my heart's broken. No, no, no. Your heart, the, the heart in your host yeah. and your being is going through sadness, which is an emotion. You're in here observing that. You're aware that that's happening, but it's not who you really are. Yeah. It's just you're watching this through this being. The one thing that you said that really just stuck with me too, me when I was you know five years old and today, it's all the same person and soul in there it's yeah. just i've just my experiences in life have your just, soul has just been watching it it's just so weird <laughs> it's so trippy yeah <laughs> i gotta read it you haven't changed yeah and I, honestly i got it it was like 13 bucks easy peasy. and i got the audiobook because when i walk that's what i love too i was just gonna say sometimes people think oh i don't have the time to read but no you listen you well, walk 
Well, why I'm playing? Because I, I like to listen to, to like hip hop music and rap and, and the, you know, that gets me going. Yeah. Like for some reason, like if God forbid I was ever in a coma, like putting hip hop music on oh would probably get me <laughs> to wake up because back. it gives me instant, like it's just been my, my, cause everything about Nitty. it just makes me feel like, you know, like walk faster, like success, yeah, like, course. yeah, like, like you're just like in the mode. Um, but you can only do that for so long. Then you start wandering. So sure. I like to kind of get pumped up, play basketball, and then I'll like call my parents and or I'll listen to a great podcast. But now mm-hmm. I want to get back into personal development books and at least spend 20 minutes of my walk doing a chapter or two. Because yeah. then you start to, you need to kind of absorb it yeah. and apply it. If you yeah. listen to the whole thing, you're going to miss. Of so I'm like, let me just do a chapter a day and I'll spread this out. So, um, but that's, that was that whole I vibe. love that. Proud of you, baby. Thank you. Yeah. Getting her done. Getting her done. Um, do you want to hop into a few of the Q&A questions? Heck yeah, I do. I have some questions too. Why don't you go first and then I'll kind of throw some your way. You guys gave us some really good questions, P.S. Um, now that we've had some time, um, do you what, what do you miss about Los Angeles? What's the comparison or contrast for you? So for me, I would have to say... The biggest thing would just be um, things being readily available at all hours. Not that I really need that all the time, but I feel like there have been a few times here where we're like, oh, shoot, if we were in L.A., that would be open. Or you know what I'm saying? The, the biggest time was with Benji. Yes. There, there is never a moment in Los Angeles that if you call the vet, you're in in two hours. Yeah. Like here was every location was eight days wait. It was insane. I've never, that was the one time I go, wow, we're not in LA anymore, you know? Um, Because I also had a question too that was kind of like, you know, what do you like um, about Florida versus LA and vice versa? And I mean, they both have great weather. Um, Some days when it's humid here, which we haven't really experienced it, just it's actually been really great. But um, I do love the no humidity in Cali, but I don't mind it here. I feel like I'm getting a little facial, but it's not summer yet, so check back in then um but yeah I, ju- I would just say the convenience of things but things have been pretty pretty good what about you well I, I think also it's unfair almost to the states to um to allow us to give too much opinion when florida we've only really been here for seven months and when you have 15 years where you're going through a growth spurt of a human being the amount of emotion and familiarity and yeah. that time in California is almost hard to compare it to seven months where the last six months we were in quarantine. Mm-hmm. So we're also at a different time in our life. So it's hard to give a true, like we lived in LA for 15 years and Florida for 15 years and here's, you know, kind of the, sure. the thing. But what I've just seen so far is is just that though I feel at home here based on the the freeing aspect of it like i feel like very free yeah and um i also um but that's because we've never lived in a house before i I think just being able to go outside has given me such a huge um just advantage to enjoy life Mm -hmm. a little more than being stuck in the apartment so that's been really cool um i also think that orlando is a very big city um there's going to be a lot of competition in everything that we do here but it's also a smaller market Mm -hmm. and i kind of feel like the equity we're bringing from california is really um what's the word is uh translating here in orlando yeah like i don't feel like we just moved to some random place and we didn't bring any of the equity or influence or success in that whole world over to orlando and we're seeing a response in everything that we're doing here that that we are building relationships quickly. I'll say too, because another question was, are you happy you made the move to Florida? And I have loved every minute of it. I feel like the community um, that we're building and the people we're meeting, and this is during, you know, COVID, it's been just like, I feel like I'm just so right at home. I'm just really enjoying the people that I'm meeting. And even too, you saying coming from LA and bringing influence and all of the hard work that we've done, it is translating really well. I feel like the market here has been really great. Um, you know, just like on the influencing side and all of that, it, it just, it's been really awesome so far. And the one thing that's different that again, like you said, we haven't been here 15 years, but I do miss knowing every single street 
in every single spot because in LA we knew, oh, don't go past that street or, oh my gosh, my favorite place to eat is, you know, off of Riverside. I don't have that. Even yesterday I was um, doing this photo shoot for um, a new boutique and I was getting to know the other bloggers and I was talking to one of them. I was like, well, what do you like best? Like what areas? And she was giving me all of her favorite spots, telling me just the really cool things to go do. And I'm like, I miss that I don't know that, but also it's kind of cool that I can learn and it's an adventure, but there's so much here. And we just haven't had time to explore because of what's been going on in the world. But, you know, hopefully, slowly but surely, I feel a lot of hope for just life getting back to normal for everyone. And I will say living in Florida, um, it did allow us to have access to the vaccine earlier, which was really cool. You know, like there's just been a lot of great um, things for us personally that I think it's been a great experience. And I'm so happy to be near my family too, my parents. You know, it's it's a big deal. It's it's just so awesome. So I'm really happy with it's, it. <laughs> it's all, it, yeah, I guess there's two ways of looking at it. It just seems like there's an emotional way of looking at it. And then there's a ge- geographic way of looking at it. Is that the right word? Yeah, Like sure. when you when you mention things like, us having the familiarity of places and knowing the place and feeling almost at home a little there, but yet there's more, uh, I feel more spiritually and emotionally at home in Florida. Yes. So there's that. And then to finish up my, my little, um, uh, thing about the differences is that in LA, it is so highly competitive and people from all over the world go there. So I feel like we're, we were like, kind of like a fish in an ocean there and we're still like a fish in, in a lake yeah, here. Yeah. So it's like, we still have a long way to go. We have a lot of competition. We have to like, you know, not in a competitive way, but I mean like it's competitive. Like if you yeah. want to win, you got to make yeah. your name for yourself. We have to be known in Orlando and we have to continue to build. Um, but it just seems a little more manageable. And I think the reason for that too, is that we're not taking into consideration that when we were meeting people and making connections and doing things in our twenties, we didn't have the mindset or the vision or knowing who ex- who exactly we were mm-hmm. at 23 making friends and mm-hmm. spending time with those people. There were different qualities of a person that made it worth it at a, as 23. If they knew a club promoter, huh. they might not be a positive person. They might be all over the place. They might not be trustworthy. But I need to get to the club on Thursday. And if I want in, I need to go with that person. Yeah. And that meant more than all the other things. And so when you're younger, there's even a comedian that had a, a joke about this, that when you're like 16, I want to say it was Ray Romano, when you're 16, you want to be friends with the people who have the cars because yep. that's the most value. When you're in your early 20s, you want the friends who can get you into clubs and get you concert tickets. When you're in <laughs> like your 40s and 50s, he went through all of it. You want like doctors and lawyers and you want friends yeah. that you can say, hey, like there's it, it, your life, your the, in priorities, yeah. you know, change. So I feel now... The reason that I, I don't think it's Florida and I don't think it's California. I think if you and I moved to Santa Clarita right. and started over, if you will, like we kind of are here, we would have the same experience in Santa Clarita or in uh, San Jose, California. I don't think it's the state. I think it's that we are in our mid-30s now, early 30s, and we know what we're looking for in business partners and friends. Yeah. So when we're meeting these people, we're putting ourselves in situations that we go, oh, we, our business interests are aligned, sure. our values are aligned. Sure. And so it seems like we're going to the right places. Definitely agree. Um, but I will say there is something, at least for me, when you come into Florida, whether you're like the second we drove into Florida, I could feel the change. There's something about maybe it's just like the climate, the skies that I just love it. Yes. You, you just can feel it. So I don't know. Just I totally agree with everything you're saying. No matter where we would have moved, we are in a different stage, different chapter. But Florida is really special and, to me. I love it. And also, too, here's an interesting question for you. Do you feel, and I don't know what this is, but I'd like to talk it out. Um, how can I explain it? There's this, I'm talking about California and Florida almost with like, what's the saying, with kids' gloves? Or with... Um, I almost feel like I was married for 15 years hmm. and we went everywhere together. Yeah. Me and me and Donna for 15 years. Freddie and Donna. Freddie and Donna. And then I decided within two months that I'm done with Donna. I'm married to Alyssa now. 
and I'm like, Alyssa's the best. Like, I love Alyssa. Like, I didn't know what my life was before. Right. And then everyone's kind of like, but you were just with Donna for 15 years and it's like taking us time. I don't know why I feel that way when mm. I talk about the, the, the genuine love that I have for Florida. Mm-hmm. I don't even express as much as I want to because I almost am comparing it to that. It's oh. kind of like if you worked at Bank of America and all your friends are at Bank of America and all of a sudden you get a new job and at you're Chase. working or not even at Chase because that's like competitive, <laughs> but you're, you, you get a job, um, you start your own cupcake company yeah. and everywhere you go, you're just like, I've never been happier. My cupcakes are great. I have freedom. Like I'm so excited, like being a business owner and having my cupcakes and seeing my customers bite my cupcakes. And it's been my passion. And like, I am just night and day happier. You're kind of like, well, all the people at Bank of America, like all your friends are just kind of like, so then what the hell are we? I get what you're like, saying. Like relax with your cupcakes. Like I almost feel like, unless I'm yet again, overthinking it in deep down, I'm going just careful on how much excitement you're sharing about Florida because you're, you, you're, I'm not, I'm not crapping on California. It's just that I just, it, it is, I have just no interest. Like there's not enough pros of the familiarity yeah. and a handful of friends that travel anyway, or we didn't see that often anyway, right. that I still feel close to that I would ever stay there. Well, and this is what's interesting. We moved to California for, you know, the entertainment industry and California on its own, like there are a lot of great things about it. It's a beautiful place, but we moved there for opportunity. We chose to move to Florida because we like Florida. You know what I'm saying? We didn't choose to move to California just because we're like, oh, it's pretty here. This will be nice. Well, and, and pause real fast. That is much more clarity for people who are like, oh, does California the state? Like, It's like, no, no, no. Like if you are into Malibu beaches, amazing oh, weather, opportunity. Yeah. And it will go through its growing pains, but it'll come back. The mountains, a quick drive to Vegas, to San yeah. Diego, a quick flight to Cabo, to San Fran. Like you're like, yeah. California as a state is awesome. It's just, we're only two opinions based on what we are looking for in life at the moment. Exactly. So there's going to be people who leave Florida who literally go, thank God, I hate Florida. I've grown up here my sure. whole life. I can't wait to get out. And I love Los Angeles. I've been here for a year. So it's yeah. just, so it's, it's, it's not, we're not, I'm not saying I'm an expert or a know-it-all at all about California. No, but it's just your own personal experience. And so it's interesting because we live there at a diff, in a different decade of our life going through just a whole different life and it is a city you know here in orlando um you know there is definitely city parts but like it's it's florida unless you go down to miami and you get that real city vibe but that's different living than where we're living now and we're looking for what we have right now i don't want to go leave my house and see a million people on the street that's just not where i'm at in my life it was exciting for Many years, I liked it, but I'm just, you know, growing into a new chapter and And I feel like we dipped at the perfect time that I closed the chapter Uh and I go, that was great. Yeah. Where if I felt we would have had to prolong it through this the past, like the next two years, we might've started getting weary about it. Like we dipped at the perfect time. At the perfect time. Ideally, it would have been nice to dip even a few months earlier, but but we, we, that's irrelevant. Like it just is what it is, but, um. Yeah, I just feel sometimes weird. You know, I know that so many people are excited for me and, and I'm excited about Florida. And I, I don't know if it's attached to maybe even the show a little bit. It could be. Where people are, you know, like I just don't want people to think like I'm, I wasn't oh, grateful for it. Like or or like when I say like I'm done with California, they're like, so so you this nine years back? of all your life changing storyline meant nothing to you. It's like, no, I just, yeah, that's just a, like, that's it. Like I can be happy that I'm done with college after eight years. And, and be so happy I never have to open another textbook and do another friggin' paper. And, and I can still be proud of the eight years I did, got my degree, which is now providing me the life that I went to that school for. But I'm happy to be done with my degree. And I still think you can have good memories about it. And yet, yes. but yeah, I was just curious, like if you ever felt that way, because I'm kind of nonchalantly saying like, yeah, like Florida's awesome without overhyping how I genuinely feel you about love it. Florida. Listen, this is the cool thing about life. It's all about growing and changing and evolving and just innovating your life. It's your life. So you never know what can happen. You never know where you're going to be. You could in freaking 15 years be like, hey, I decide to audition again because everything's virtual and you could book something. and Move back to California. We just don't know. And that's the thing with us. 
we're always open. We're, we are very open people to ideas, situations, opportunities, whatever it is. And you just don't know. So never say never. But I know that right now at this stage in our life, we love Florida. Like I, it was the greatest decision for us. Yeah. It's exactly what we're looking for. And we're just looking, you know, to kind of pivot and make that next um, step happen. So I totally understand where you're coming from saying all of that. And I think it definitely has to correlate a little bit with the show and you not wanting it to come off as, oh yeah, you know, nine years of my life. Yeah, I'm just so much happier here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel that I, now that you explain that, it makes sense. Well, and also too, when I use the example of my, um, my ex-wife, who I don't know if you've met Donna, we were married Donna. for 15 years. That um, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's like, there's even these, um, these, these TikTokers who, um, who made a huge brand for themselves without calling out their names, but they're, um, not that it's bad, but just how we feel about it. We fell in love with this couple and yeah. their actual TikTok and brand. Um, we just found them probably six months ago, so I don't know their whole backstory, but I just know on TikTok, I would see, it'd be like Fred and Alyssa. If it yeah. was one TikTok, yeah. it was all about relationships and they had millions of followers and yes. it was all about relationships, relationships, relationships. Then they came on like a month ago and they said that they were breaking up. They have a kid. They're divorcing. And, and I thought it wasn't, I thought it, it was like, is this a joke? And it wasn't like they're done yeah. without skipping a beat. The wife took over the account because she was kind of a, in front of the camera anyway. And is just so happy and is getting a one bedroom apartment and is with the kid and then the mom's there and she's living this best life with her girlfriends. And like you said in the comment sections, we all feel like this is, there's something off here. Like how were you six months ago so happy and projecting this to the world? Not even six months ago, like two weeks before yeah. this divorce video came out, you were doing new videos with husband and wife combinations. And now without allowing us as an audience to kind of get, not, not that it's our to business, grieve, though, she can do whatever she wants, but course. it doesn't take away how we feel. Yeah. We just go, so maybe it was bad. Maybe it is what it is. Do you, but it can't, it doesn't take away how I feel going. All right. I guess just like that, all that marriage, sharing a kid, all this brand you built is now you're just fine on your own a week later. But you got to think too, even back to like, television shows when we were growing up that we loved watching or even current day when people are in a relationship on the show the actual characters you love them together you ship them like even think of will and sunny and then when you guys break up the writers give you time you have to take some time before one of you just immediately next episode hops into a new relationship because as an audience member you you can't handle it so I don't think these content creators understand that, hey, if you're building a brand as husband and wife, you need to go through your stuff too for your, your own oh, stuff, yeah. you know, your own mental health. But so is the audience. I even said I would just take, you know, a month off and let your audience know like, hey, obviously this is a really big thing we're going through. I'm going to do me. I'll be back. I love you guys. Thank you for understanding. And then just give it like four weeks. But that's how she probably makes a living. I know. So that's another I thing know. that people aren't talking about with, with, with full-time content creators. Know. You know, like even when there's a lot of like really messed up stuff that happens in our world and it's flooding social media. Yeah. And sometimes you feel weird where you're just like, you know, like something happened in this country or somebody was, you know, murdered or something happens yeah. in the country and everyone's mourning it. And then you're just like, you know, prayers for that family. So do you like my new hat? Yeah, it's and it's like, it feels funny. And you, you're like, oh, I, I shouldn't be doing this. I need to take off time. But it's, it's also, it's, it's hard to explain it. But the people who are still like potentially going out and protesting, they're doing it after work. Right. So people are able to, to go to work, make a living, feel whatever they're feeling, or if they're going through a divorce. They might feel like crap, but they're going to work yep. and then they're going to do something else. But when you're a full-time influencer, if like if, if that girl was going to get yeah. divorced, so she's going to go a month without money? Well, also too, what's so what interesting do you do? on that, a blogger I met yesterday, she's also um, in the medical industry. And I forget what we were talking about, but she was basically saying how, oh, we were talking about if someone were to come on and be like a social media virtual assistant who responds for you and all that kind of stuff. She was saying, I can't give my um, 
profile information to anyone because if someone goes on there and gets mad at me and writes something really horrible, she goes, everything's on the line for me. I lose my job. I lose my second business. Like there's so much more attached to it when you're an online presence. I go, oh, I didn't so we, that. so what I instantly thought of though, is I would never give my login information of my Instagram yeah. to somebody. Cause you're like, oh, I trust them. And it's like, Hey, you never know <laughs> something could happen and they could delete the account. Oh, I would die. I never thought of what you just said, but to write something like racist yeah. or bad yeah. and you go, it goes out to your 2 million followers and then. You're like, I didn't write that. My assistant wrote that. They're like, oh, I'm sure your assistant did. All your sponsors pull. You lose Ugh. your job. You lose everything. And so there's this interesting thing happening on social media now for influencers. Yeah. It used to be, um, I, I think it was so new and so fresh mm-hmm. that people didn't really mind the More influencing. Forgiving, yeah. They, well, they didn't really understand it either. That's I think true. it's becoming so mainstream that now influencer, people know what you mean. In 2015, people did it. Uh-uh. And then there's still a lot of people who understand influencer as an idea, mm-hmm. but don't. I, I think 95% still don't understand at the base level of what an influencer is. Yeah. They just think it's like some booty chick holding a tea. Right. <laughs> That's so what, or more. Kardashians holding a toothpick, yeah. you know, whatever it may be, um, which is fine because there's like a lot to it. It's kind of hard to explain. Even in our dinner party, I was trying to explain what we do. And I'm just like, I don't even know. I, I don't know. I know. It was so much easier to say I'm an actor on a show. And people are like, oh, that's cool. My mom watched it. I'm like, all right, right? <laughs> like, how cool is that? And it's done. And they yeah. just ask like a couple questions. But when you think of influence, they're like, so wait, Instagram. So you, I'm like, just I'm going to go back to what it. I did at the early days of acting where I just tell people I'm something else. <laughs> Do that when you when couple we first years moved I did. here though. When we first moved here, you went somewhere and someone asked you what you did. <laughs> you said the weirdest thing. We literally talked about this on the podcast, but it was Oh uh, yeah. No, did... I just said I I do video editing for companies. <laughs> I, don't know I just want the most that. like the, I want the eat because if you're gonna sit down at a true dinner party with friends who are genuinely curious, yeah. you, then you want to explain what you do and I get passionate about yeah. it. But if you're just in a quick interaction, you know, if you're in the back of an Uber or something, it's just so much easier to be like, I'm a school teacher. And people go, oh, cool. <laughs> and that's the end of it. Do you it, ever but... wonder who coined the word influencer? Because this was a new developing. I mean, I don't know how thing. it got coined, but it's, it's, um, but, but people have, of, of, um, have reputation, influence. people of status, people yeah. of, uh, um, of influence. So Statuser. I th- are you a status? A reputationer. No, because you're an influencer. You influence behavior. Of course. You influence people sense. to vote. You influence people to buy clothes. You influence people to uh, lose weight. Depending on what kind of influencer you are, you you influence an idea or habit or or a uh, definitely whatever it may be. Um, but I just feel like I would never say, "Hey, I'm an, an influencer." I like content creation. But hey, well, there's just it's just stigma. Stigma. Well, it's kind of because it, it's because people um, will either think it's cool or they're going to think of it in the in the um, in the shallow narcissistic way of an yeah. influencer. So it's going to be true. kind of both. That's true. You know, it's kind of like when we were in network marketing for years, saying you're in network marketing, people are either going to be like, oh, cool, or huh, I've heard about that, or. <laughs> Ugh. Right. Because there's a stigma and there's goodness about it. So when you say you're an influencer, it's a trigger word. Huh. that okay. creates an emotion as a 50-50 coin flip if someone's going to think you're a self-centered like narcissist or if they are going to just be inquisitive or yeah. they think it's like awesome because yeah. they're like, oh, that's cool. Like I'd like to do that someday. Yeah. You, you just never know. But if you say you're in real estate or you say you're an actor or you say you're a school teacher, there's really no stigma around it. No. I'm a nurse. Oh, wow. oh cool. Well, you got to think too, though. No one's going to go. Influencing is one of the first jobs that you don't have to go to college to do. All those other things you mentioned, you have to go to school. Wow. That's super deep because you know why? I wonder if there's a sense of, huh, wow. Isn't that interesting? Well, it's not even school. It's not even school. It's... That they could do it too? Yep. Mm-hmm. It, and it, but it's just hard. Yeah. Like oh, to be a real estate agent is hard. Yeah. To be a network marketer is hard. Mm-hmm. To be an influencer is hard. To be an actor is hard. Mm-hmm. But anyone can give it a try. Sure. We give passes to like, oh, I'm a brain surgeon. You're like, <laughs> God bless wow. you. I mean, I I feel like I'm smart enough to do it, but I would never put in 12 years and 400 grand. 
So you're kind of like have this respect of yeah. like, but if someone's just like, yeah, I'm a, I'm an actor. I make 6 million a year. And I, I was just living at my parents' house two months ago. Mm. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, I'm in net. Oh, really? You scam people? Hmm? Uh, no, I just like worked really hard at the, there, yeah. I think, I think it hits people's and I've said that before too. It, when when people are are lash out, I think it's because that success creates jealousy or creates a mirror of what someone could do. Because like I always said, if someone goes, all actors are stupid. If I believed I was stupid, that would hurt me, and I would go, actors aren't stupid. You don't know anything. But when someone says all actors are stupid, I just go, I mean, I don't believe that. But I'm not affected because I don't believe it's true. Right. So I think certain people in, in different areas, but that's interesting, yeah. you know, because even acting, there's that, there's that gap that someone might be sitting in New Jersey going, you know, man, I really want to be an actor, but like, I take I care of my move. mom. I can't move to LA, yeah. you know? So it's like, good for you. Like, that's really cool. Huh. But if you can go, well, you know, you, you could be an influencer if you wanted. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, if, if it, you it's want scary. It. it's doing something new. If that's what people want to do, people got to try Also it. too, here's something that I, that went over my head growing up a lot is when people said, um, you know, you have to love what you do. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got bills to pay. Like don't really care. Mm-hmm. But I would never, and that's why I don't think I would ever be an acting coach. I, I don't think I would ever, I, I, I want to be very careful on things that we promote and things that we talk about that, um, What's the right way to put it? Like, where you have to really love doing it. Like, people could think influencing. Like, it would be cool to take pictures and do podcasts and edit videos. But if you're doing it because you think it's a way to work from home and to get out and or to get a status or to do it for the money, Uh you're you're soon going to find out when, when the excitement runs out and it becomes a job. Yep. If you don't truly love taking pictures, if you don't truly love talking, if you don't love doing it, you're going to hate it. You well, have to do things that you could see yourself doing for years. And it's okay to pivot and change if you don't like it. But if someone's going to go and be an actor just to be famous or get rich or do something, yeah. you're that's when the struggle is going to really break you because it's hard. But there are some people I know in LA, man, do they love acting. Like oh, Molly yeah. Burnett's one of those people. Uh, yes. She in bodies if if it like if she was going to teach like acting of like like i believe in her yeah. bones yeah. she is an artist and yeah. she is talented so but she's talented. got there's a lot of people in LA that are you have to almost be that to want to invest yes. that sacrifice to do it yep and and i think for us you know we just thank god when we were in high school there was no this yeah. as a job and I have just enough artist in me and just enough entrepreneurship in me that I needed something mm-hmm. that essentially in 2006 would be writing, producing, and directing and acting in a film that mm-hmm. I wrote mm-hmm. would be the closest thing to what content creation is. Yeah. Where I wrote it, I'm producing it, I'm in the business meetings, I'm in the marketing meetings, I'm in the sales meetings, I'm also in front of the camera, I'm behind the camera. That to me is what hits every bone in my body yeah and that is what content creation is so it's like th- that's when we talk about influencing it's 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 awesome if you like it well yeah but with anything i mean i was just telling you this yesterday i right now i'm just loving everything we're doing creative wise because it's something that just really sets my soul on fire when i'm doing it all of it even like the annoying stuff i love it so it's, it's cool. Like, I, it's just really cool to feel that way about something that you're doing. It's just something I thoroughly enjoy. Um, and it's funny how you and I both have different uh, expertise points. Like, you are actually a really excellent editor. I hate editing. Like, just not for me. But then I like writing the copy. I like doing all that. So it's all really interesting. But this is kind of a really good segue into this one question I had because you kind of touched a bit on it. Um but the best piece of life or business advice for people in their 20s. And for me, it just really reminded me of, if possible, really find something that you love because you can always pivot, you can always change, that's fine, but you have to understand that there is no quantum leap in life. Every little bit, every single day is going to add up. So even if you're looking at this you know, new opportunity, business, life, whatever, just know that 
It's not going to happen overnight. If you're in your 20s, oh, I want to lose 30 pounds. Just, just a little bit every day. Just consistency. It's all anything is in life. Yeah, and, and that's why when people say don't compare yourself to others, it's, yeah. it's for that reason. You know, I saw a meme um, that's so funny where it goes, um, me getting ready for work after learning that the cash me outside girl made $6 million in six hours. And it's, it's um, I think it was Joaquin Phoenix in The Joker where he's staring in the meal, mirror as a clown. <laughs> and, and I think that seeing this early success in a handful of people or overnight, true overnight success. Yeah. Um, of like where you were literally a college student and then in six weeks, you made a few videos and you have 38 million followers mm -hmm. and you have a deal with Pepsi and you're making $250,000. Like that ha happens. Yeah. And I think it almost, if you put too much energy in comparing yourself to those anomalies, you feel like your journey is just so depressing because you're like, they did it in six weeks. I'm six months in and have made $17 in my business so mm -hmm. far. But you're looking at the wrong person. Yeah. You need to look at the people who have been doing it for 25 years and it took them 17 years before they even made profit in their business. Yep. You're only six months in and you're already making profit. But you look at the cash me outside or you look at all these TikTokers or these, these one in a lifetime moments or these actors who stumble, they, they get drunk in, in Arizona and they end up on a bus and they get out in Hollywood and they accidentally stumble in an audition room and they're like, you're the guy. You're I'm not even an actor. And then they're on billboards. They're sitting on stage, smoking a cigarette, hanging out with famous people, making millions of dollars. And then you've been an actor out in Hollywood for 17 years, sleeping on couches in classes. And that almost discourages you. But the real story for 99.9% .9 of people in business, entrepreneurship, no matter what you do, it is a 10 to 20 year journey to become something in your field. But we look at these anomalies and you yeah. feel bad about yourself. Well, but then also too, what's interesting on Instagram, I'll follow a lot of fashion content creators, bloggers, um, lifestyle too, because A, it really does inspire me. But every now and then I'll see, you know, maybe a new reel that they put up and they've just got like the sickest transitions and they have professional photography. Like it's, it's just the most incredible thing. And sometimes I look at it and I go, uh, uh, what? And then for me, I have to remind myself, I go, these ladies have been doing this for 10 to 15 years. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's one of those things that you just have to be patient with yourself. You can only compare yourself to who you were yesterday. That's it. Yeah, it's the comparing and, and yeah, and, and I think the frustration comes out of knowing that if we had their budget, if we had a team, the frustration comes out of what we could produce. And that's what I'm so excited for all of our like loyal audience members who've been watching this moment in our life. I think it's going to be so meaningful for them in yeah. six months, a year, two years when we reach this next level. And they start seeing what we've always envisioned. Because sure. I never want to overhype like what we're doing. I kind of like just that we're taking it easy. I've taken your advice of like, let's build. And then when things are right, we'll continue yeah. to announce and show. But Alyssa and I, like this channel is going to be non-recognizable when we have a budget and a team. Of course. And so I think that's what we see. When we see these photo shoots, I go, do you know what we could do? Because even all of your opportunities here in Orlando mm -hmm. has come from a few photo shoots that you've done here. Yeah. But if you had a team and a budget, you would be doing that five days a week. Can you imagine that you'd be do posting five photos, professional photos yeah. in professional outfits with professional makeup every day, five times a day? And each of those posts with hashtags are discoverable to other businesses and influencers who are going to pay. So it's almost like it takes money to make money saying. Of course. It, but you have to get to a point where you're valuable enough in your experience, in your, in your you know, yeah. expertise that the money comes. Yeah. And then when it's reinvested, it's just, that's why it feels like it's overnight. Mm -hmm. It's 15 years. But the moment that we get that next level, it's just going to exponentially jump. But to yes. finish too what you were saying, because here's the empty part that I wish I, I would have paid more attention to. You need to find what you love. Mm -hmm. How you find what you love is by trying everything. Mm -hmm. I love that's what Gary Vee always says. You're young, try everything, awesome. see what you like. Because as we tried all these different things, we ended up back to where we always knew we had that fire. Mm -hmm. Because me as an actor only, 
did not 100% fulfill me. When we were in network marketing, doing sales and marketing 100% with no creative was not fulfilling. When you put those together, it is the most fulfilling. And we felt the most fulfilled doing Addicts Anonymous, our web series, because it was everything. Mm -hmm. And then an industry of peers 10 years ago out of thin air because the internet, which is content creation, which is what is both. I can be an actor, director, writer, producer, editor, like marketer, brander, sales, like all in one. That's so cool. And it took us that journey. But what made the journey bumpy is that (laughs) you cannot live above your means. Mm -hmm. The thing that traps a lot of young people in their 20s, or at least me, I don't know the statistics of it, is that you go and get that new car. Not even if it's a BMW or any fancy car, but you go get a brand new 2021, you know, Honda Civic or whatever it is. It's just, you don't need that new thing. You don't need the nicest clothes and lots of them. Maybe you just have a couple professional things for work or whatever. Um, You don't need that, uh, that apartment and those five vacations and all that stuff. Like any, anytime you have your monthly bills high Mm -hmm. and then you have a, you have debt Mm -hmm. as well, that keeps you locked in to your survival job longer than it needs to be. There are so many people that could do what they love, but they spend 60 hours doing something else because they built a life and a monthly overhead that demands this in order to even live. So you're spending all your time maintaining this lifestyle rather than living way below your means and being able to try a lot more things. Because if traveling to find yourself and all of that is, is a big part of it, then why not live with six roommates and go on five vacations right. if that's how you're going to find yourself? Why would you live in the nicest place, go on no vacations, be stressed at a job to pay for the nice place? Yep. So quit getting in debt. Don't buy anything. You don't need anything in your 20s. No. Just like wait till you can afford it. Then you can buy all your toys. So low overhead, keep your bills low, don't get in debt or get out of debt as fast as possible and then find what you want to spend time doing. Because I was even having a conversation too the other day and the, the goal is not just to like pay your bills and like go to work and then just, you know, go on your one vacation. Like that's what kind of society's created. Yeah. The, the work you go and do, whether it's nine to five or your own business should set your soul on fire. Yeah. Like you should go to bed on Sundays waking up being like, I am excited for Monday, no matter what your job is. And if you're not, then that's the question you have to ask yourself. For me, that's what I have discovered in life where I I go, I I don't want to just be getting by or be content. I have done things in my life where I go to bed at night and go, I can't believe this is my life. Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah. Why, Why does that have to be a 10 times a year thing? Why can't I create a life that's like that 350 out of the mm-hmm. 365? Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it is when it comes to finding what you love. It means it's not what society has created where you're just like, well, I just need money to buy a house, get married, and have a kid, put college funds away. I need to go to my game night and my vacations because that's like what society tells me. And then at like 65, I'll like retire and do what I love. No, no, no. You should. What do you love every day? This is your life to do whatever you want with. You can go grab a tent and go live in the woods and have no responsibility if you want. My biggest thought process on that too, though, and I always say this to you, is that tomorrow is never promised. So if people really are living for the future, it's like you can't do that. Tomorrow's not promised. What are you doing today? Like you can't be stressed out about X, Y, and Z because that's not – doesn't matter it's all that matters is right now this very moment and this is what you're saying earlier when you're reading that book it this is all we have is this very moment being present here podcasting this is what we're doing yeah but 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 most of the time you are going to live to 80 and you should make decisions in the present that set you up for the future so yes i'm not saying go be reckless just party end up under a bridge i'm not saying do that don't do that but i'm just saying that just living in the moment is really important and stressing out hardcore of life when you're 65 i I think it's all three 
I think it's be present. Uh huh. And by being present, and it's going to take you 10 years for your goal, you should enjoy yes. the process yes. of the present every day. And we're still and learning to do that. And also be thinking about your future all yes. at the same time. I think to sum this all up is that we can only give advice on what sets our soul on fire. Yeah. So our advice is going to skew to the things that we sure. like. matter to us. But we might not have the same goals or the same passions. Yeah. So that's why I think the biggest advice that I think is universal is what we just said. Find what you love. Mm-hmm that you enjoy every day, whether it's work, stay-at-home mom or dad or whatever it is. Find what you want to spend your days doing that fills your soul. Don't compare yourself to others. And on your journey to finding what you love, don't bog down the process with a high um, uh, monthly bills. Cut down your debt, cut down your monthly bills, live below your means while you're enjoying the process of finding out what you love. Yep. While at the same time not comparing yourself to others. Yep. That's right. So I think what we should do is maybe do a part two of this for next week because we still have like some really fun questions. Would you kind of be down? Yes. Yeah. Um, this way we can also take more questions. And here's a cool thing. Um, we'll take questions from the rest of Instagram. But if you're listening to the podcast right now, go on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're watching this. If you're on iTunes, maybe hop over to our Facebook or YouTube and comment below. Ask more questions. And ask more questions. And we'll that. do a part two of... Because um, we have some really good ones, but we got into such great conversations. Yeah. But, so thank you. That's what yeah, I love about the guys. Q&A. Thank you so much. We love you. Yeah. So enjoy your week. And we'll be back with another Q&A, Q&A portion uh, next week. And uh, we just want to thank you for everything. And we're wishing you the best week ever. 